Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Come nothing. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And this is the show that watches just the first episode of a show and talks about it. Good, bad, or whatever. And so this week we have your pick, which is the new dramedy, I guess you'd call it. Mm -hmm. This is Us on NBC. Right. This was your pick. Yeah, I um there's been a lot of buzz I think about this show mm-hmm. and um I can remember um you know a few months ago when I first started hearing about it I don't think there was a a person with a Facebook account that didn't see something about it and it was typically the the scene where the gentleman is wearing nothing but a terrible towel. <laughs> so yeah. Seeing that in my Facebook feed, you know, you kind of stop and say, what? You notice the terrible towel, and being Pittsburghers, of course, I was kind of intrigued. I wasn't really sure, um, you know, did this mean the show was set in Pittsburgh, or this guy's simply a Steelers fan, or... If you're not from Pittsburgh, and if you don't know exactly what we're talking about, the terrible towel is uh, a... Basically, a, a it's a towel, the shape of like a kitchen hand towel, bright yellow with the words "terrible towel" written on it. It's a, it's an basically an icon of you know the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, dating back to, would you say the like the, like the mid seventies? I think Myron Cope. Myron Cope started came up it. with it. He yeah. literally took a kitchen towel that mm-hmm. was yellow or gold, and twirled it, and it caught on. Yeah, um, and, and it, then so he created um, the terrible towel, and actually all the proceeds from the towel, I believe, go to I forget what the charity is, but something. I think it's like that his, a, child his foundation was, or something. Yeah, I think it, I think it was his own child has a certain disease or disorder, yeah. and the the proceeds always go to funding, um, you know, that that disease or whatever. I, yeah. Can't remember what it is. Well, and and you know to to say that the terrible towel is basically considered a religious artifact in the city of Pittsburgh is is an an understatement. <laughs> it's like it, it's it's something that you cannot disrespect. And when uh, you know when we see football teams disrespect it, it's it's one thing. When you see uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Draping it across his naked junk, that's it, something else. I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> um. Somehow I thought you would be. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll I'll be the first one to say. I mean, he he's bringing it. I mean, mm-hmm. physically he's he's got it going on. He is in that first scene that he shows up in. He's butt naked. You get a little bumsky action. You do see a little yeah. little cheek there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean he's got he's got abs for days. I mean, right. he's pecs and abs and 
Well, anyways, but I think we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. But so yeah, as as Pittsburghers, this yeah, I would agree. This show uh, was intriguing, to you know, to say the least. That okay, so yeah, there is some tie to Pittsburgh. Right. So of course, yeah, that that's gonna draw our attention. Right. And mm-hmm. and those couple months ago when I saw that, I did think to myself, hey, this is a show. You know, I think I want to watch this. Or at least see if it's any good. And then I, I guess I just kind of forgot about it or, you know, time slipped away, you know, whatever. But um, since last week's episode um, was Dan's choice, I had to, you know, select something this time. And um, again, I think it was just something came up in Facebook and I thought, remembered this show that I had wanted to check out and completely forgot. So within a day or two, I think I had made my pick. Well, I see this show appear a lot in my Facebook feed. And, and, and I'm not trying to stereotype, but it seems like... Well, I mean, I feel like we've got a lot of friends that watch it. A lot of female friends. Mm-hmm. And... Clearly, there's you know it's a it's a it's a it's a strong family story uh, from from the outset. There's a lot of I mean it's really tugging at heartstrings from the from the moment it starts. Right. So, not that men can't feel you know emotions. I mean I I was certainly drawn into some of the more familial parts of of the show. Um, you know, as far as like you know the the parents and like you know the parents expecting children and the sibling love and um, things like that. Um, but yeah, but I feel like it it, it really is. Uh, I've seen it more like you know a lot of buzz from female friends just mm-hmm. really enjoying the show and just like from the it's one of those shows that like the moment. It's over. People are online saying, "OMG, I can't believe it." Yeah, I I think that up until maybe even just this last week, I just saw random things, meaningless, out of context, a picture, a clip. Mm-hmm. Nobody was really writing dissertations about this show, but it came up here and there. This past week, though, there was. Something and and you probably saw it from yeah uh, I think this was like the 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 mid season finale right there was a little uh, chatter on Facebook and I deli- as soon as I saw I had already made my selection this was the show hmm. then this appeared in my Facebook feed and I deliberately I saw there was a little you know some folks were maybe upset and I just scrolled because yeah I didn't want to know either well, yeah what if I, I don't want, want this anything. to influence what I think yeah. in the first watching the first episode. And what if it turns out to be a show that I like? I don't right. want to know what happens in episode ten right now. That 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 bring that brings me to something I was thinking about immediately after we finished watching this episode. The one thing I wanted to say, uh, you know, immediately in this in this episode is that I think we're going to spoil the hell out of talking about this. I, right. I, I feel like we can't talk <laughs> about this 
without spoiling it. So you've been warned. Yeah, this is your spoiler alert. And if you don't want to know, shut us down right now be, and come back later. Because there's a there's a huge twist at the end, and which, in retrospect, I'm seeing some of the clues, but there was a big twist at the end. I even wrote it in my notes. I I said I did not see that coming. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. So I believe I wrote whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Um so yeah, so I guess that pretty much uh that about explains kind of how we got to yeah, this point. how we got to this point, how we um the premise of the show is that um well when it when it opened there was some some weird random fact that that everyone on Earth shares their birthday with like 18 million people or something. Um, I, and I don't mean I, I don't I, I think that's meant to say probably like not a lot. Not everyone's a lot. It's probably alive and dead. Do you think? Like hmm. that's I a lot. Of, really that's a lot of people to have to dead. share your birthday with. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't. I, I I guess I just took it at like face value. I think what yeah. they were trying to say was your your birth date isn't actually that special because right. lots of people were born on that day. And so as the story progressed, um, and we meet several folks in this cast of characters who have mm-hmm. the same birthday. Right. And I I literally like halfway through the show was I was just solid with. The foundation of this show, what connects these characters from all different... I'm not even sure if they're even in the same town yet. But all these different characters, what they have in common is solely their birthday. That's what I thought. And I, I, but no. I did not think they were in the same town um, at all. Because, well, first we're introduced to uh, Jack and Rebecca... That's um, Milo, Ventimiglia, and Mandy Moore, who I didn't realize Mandy Moore was in this show at all. So that was kind of surprise number so one. I did because of like what I had seen a couple months mm-hmm. ago in Facebook. Honestly, I hadn't kept up with it. Like I said, I kind of meant to watch it. What I had gathered from what I saw a few months ago was something bad or scary happened i actually thought she died in delivery i and so we're watching the show and i'm like "Mm, no she's here she did not die well right before they start now she is very pregnant with triplets in fact within the the opening scene her water breaks they go to the hospital um their doctor is uh gerald mcraney who I love, and I, um, I'm, but I'm so used to seeing him play. I feel like like in the last ten years, all he's all he plays is just bad guys. He's just like a prick in almost everything <laughs> I see him in. He he was a, uh, a a bad guy in Longmire. He was a bad guy in um, Deadwood, and uh, what else? Um, he was in something else where he was just a, a, a colossal dick, um, but he—he's the—he's the, he's the um, doctor who's going to deliver, who's performing this uh, very—it's a you know—it's a high-risk pregnancy that she has, and um, he comes in at the eleventh hour because their regular doctor 
um, had an emergency uh, appendectomy. I was convinced at one point, in fact, I even wrote it down. I wrote down the time. I wrote 7.55 p.m. She's going to die. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, cause her husband, Jack Milo Ventimiglia, he delivers this impassioned speech to his wife, to the doctor, basically to the entire operating room or delivery room, how everything's going to be fine. They're going to make it. They're going to walk out with three healthy babies, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, she's going to die. She's going to die. Um, so, yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're introduced to them. Then we're introduced to Kate, who's a overweight woman who is really battling with eating. She's, right. she's really struggling. Um, and then we meet Kevin, who is a an actor who's kind of in this, like, shitty comedy you know, this shit calm, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, um, and you find out that they are brother and sister, uh, twin brother and sister, because they share the same birth date. And then we are introduced to uh, Randall, who is this kind of this serious big shot executive money man who is, uh, you find out is looking for his biological father. And for, yeah, like, like you said, for about half, you know, or half the show or longer, I was convinced that these were just going to be all separate stories, but the only thing that tied them together was they all shared the same birthday. It's uh, yeah. Jack and then the twins, uh, Kevin and Kate and Randall. Right. They all share the same birthday. That's the only thing, that's the only thread that ties the stories together. Which, but, in and of itself, I thought was a cool idea. So I was kind of like already enjoying the show i mm -hmm. already felt like wow this is pretty well written there are right away there are characters who i can connect with who mm -hmm. even 15 minutes in i like these people so i'm pretty happy at this point and i'm thinking okay there's going to be more to it than just the birthdays eventually these people are going to meet or maybe they yeah. are in the same city we just don't know it yet something more maybe that comes in episode two five eight whatever mm -hmm. but okay i i was like i was already quite well, content you, with the situation yeah, well you, you know what they could have taken the birthday thing completely out of it because i felt like everybody everybody's story uh was compelling right I mean, I could have watched probably each one of these characters in their own show. Right. Birthday aside, like yeah, because I mean, it, really it the good stuff. the 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 birthday aspect or gimmick really didn't add anything to. I mean, it was just a, a, a just a, a thing. Right. It doesn't add anything to the story. The only it, you know, it, it kind of added a little bit of emotion to. Uh, Jack and Rebecca because she was, you know, she goes into labor on Jack's birthday and, you know, he jokes that they're all going to have the same birthday, but then, you know, that he also slips during the dialogue and says that, not slips, but, you know, he just lets that, that um, they're coming like six weeks early and you can tell he's nervous. Yeah, I mean, aside from you know that really the, the 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 birthday in and of itself doesn't mean anything 
kind of until until the end when everything ties together. Do you want to? Well, one thing though, before we get far too far away mm-hmm. from the actual birth of these babies, um, you were talking about the doctor, and you kind of thought, you know, Mandy Moore. Rebecca was going to die, or, or maybe this doctor's kind of a jerk because Jack had this very impassioned like speech. Everything's going to be great, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll see." Kind of an attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just really liked him. I recognized the actor. I didn't actually, um, you know, know his name, but um, I just I just really liked him as as a character and I felt like he was very, um, we got to see more, you know, from, from him. So we could just say, and this is where the spoilers truly begin, I suppose. Um, Mandy Moore does not die, but the Mm -hmm. third baby does die. Right. Um, so they have a boy, the other two babies, it's become more complicated, so the doctor makes Jack leave the room, and Jack is already upset, and now he can't be in there. And then the doctor uh, comes out and says, you, the second baby's a girl, and we lost the third baby. And really just you know shows that he's compassionate, tells his own little mm-hmm. story about his own family and, and things that that he went through. It's kind of fatherly. He's like, it's like yeah. he's imparting his fatherly wisdom and yeah, right. just some caring. Right. And I just kind of felt like I don't want anyone who's listening who hasn't seen this show to think, Oh, okay. So the doctor, yeah, he was an asshole. No, he was really mm-hmm. wonderful. No, and, I'm just, I'm just we, used to seeing him yeah, as that. Right. Yeah. I've never seen him as like a caring Doctor, mm-hmm. an OBGYN. <laughs> Maybe we never see him again. He's just in this first episode. Yeah, I kind of feel like we probably won't. Yeah. But I just had to say, I liked him. Mm-hmm. And um, so Rebecca's sleeping for a while, and the doctor tells Jack, you know, go see your, your babies. Mm-hmm. Which, again, with the Pittsburgh, um, he had mentioned that his mom made the the onesies and the onesies turned out to be black and gold <laughs> in in Pittsburgh style. Just to back up a little bit because this is all going to tie in. What the the one thing that we neglected to mention because it's important is that Randall, the businessman, is African American, you know, he's looking like I say he's looking for his biological father and he finds him and confronts him and about being left um, I guess both parents were... she was an addict? They were both, yeah, addicts. Um, she mm-hmm. died in childbirth. The father... Left him at yeah, a fire abandoned station. Him, yeah, abandoned him at a fire station. So, yeah, so to get to the big reveal is Jack goes to, you know, to the, the nursery. You know, like you stand behind the glass and you look at the babies. And his children are the twins, Kevin and Kate. And Randall is in a little carrier, a little uh, 
baby container, whatever you call them, little baby Tupperware, <laughs> right next That's to them. That's exactly what you call them in the hospital. They call them little baby Tupperware. They, yeah, yeah, baby Tupperware. Right. And you put the seal on to keep them fresh. Right. It's airtight. So. And who comes up next to him, next to Jack, but a fireman, to you know, says, oh, congratulations. You know, which one are yours? And and Jack says, those are mine. And which one's yours? And he says, oh, none of them. We brought in this abandoned baby. He's right there, and it's this little african-american baby and it's kevin kate and randall but like your mind is just completely blown because we've watched jack and rebecca and they're cute and adorable and they had two babies and and everything looks there's there's everything there's no clue there's no clue from the time from the moment they're at home till the moment they're in the hospital there are no clues to say that this is anything but the present day right except well There was, and again, thinking back, I remembered in the very, in the opening shot when the camera is kind of panning through their house, and it looks like they just moved in, right? Like there's kind of boxes everywhere. There's a box, and it's handwritten on it, uh, photos 75 to 79, which, which at first I didn't really think anything of. I mean, people, for any number of reasons, could have a box of old photos from the mid to late 70s right but clearly those are their photos from 75 to 79 Mm -hmm. so so then yeah so the the so but but we so we see the the story of randall who's married and has two children mm -hmm. and he's really struggling with the thing with his father and he goes to find his father and he's just like overcome with i you know, he has been struggling for 36 years, I think, but it's all come to like a head and he can't even articulate to his wife why he has done the things that he's done, like showed up at the father's house. He can't house decide what he wants to had do. Had this conversation with his dad and his dad's like, I think you want to like, you know, tell me off. And basically it's like, no, but then he turns around and says, yeah, I do want to kind of tell you off. But mm-hmm. then he invites him to come with him. He you says, know, do you, you want to meet your grandchildren? Yeah. And so we're seeing all these things that we think are happening, you know, parallel to Jack and Rebecca. And then not to leave out Kate and Kevin and Mm -hmm. and their independent struggles. But we do know right from the beginning that they're that they're siblings. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward to the hospital with those little babies laying there and they're you see the boy and the girl and the camera pans over to little baby Randall and it mm-hmm. all just clicks mm-hmm. and he they the the one thing that like really stood out when Randall's biological dad said like you know talking about the parents that raised him and he said you know almost like it was meant to be my parents were at the hospital at the, okay yeah and you know, they said they would keep me. I think you could do things like that in the late I guess, 70s. Yeah, well, you certainly could smoke in the hospital because the fireman offers Jack a cigarette, and that's when... That's when, wait, I kind of went like, like, whoa. That's when the camera pulls back, and you see all the... Everybody is 70s. Yeah, like, the, the everyone, like, people are smoking, like, everyone's dressed in 70s. There's old TVs, the, the with, like talking about like the decor is seventies. Yeah, everything is seventies. And and I and I 
with Jack, the whole he even looks seventies, but the whole time I was like, dude, he's kind of hipster. He's just like he's got like longish hair. He's got a beard, and he's just wearing. He's wearing just jeans. jeans and like kind of a denim jacket. Denim jacket and a, and a, kind of has like the like fake yeah. fur. But and a, like, like a pla- still like wear a plaid that. shirt. Well, I, I actually thought, and because he's all he's kind of buff, I thought, well, maybe he's it. Maybe he's a contractor or he's a builder. Or right. He's in some sort of manual labor or some sort of trade. That was that's what I thought. I'm like that makes perfect sense for the way he's dressed. Right. Um. But no, he's a dude from the 70s. Yeah, so that um, it just like hits you all of a sudden. Same thing with that Mandy Moore. That third little like, baby is Randall. Like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah, like there was absolutely nothing up to that point that gave anything away. I mean, kudos, really, to the to the the writers, to the, to the set designers. I mean, everyone yeah. who made everything look as neutral as possible, like time-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, good job. <laughs> it, just, it just blew me away because, like I said, I was already quite happy with what was happening. And then I, then I realized what's really going on. Like, I thought the, I already thought the writing was, like, amazing and, like, like all these really solid characters and the whole thing. I want to talk about and that, And then though. it just all <laughs> came together. And I just thought, like, what, what a cool like concept i i can't really recall a show that no it was very clever you know you know we've seen things or read books where they Mm. go back and forth between different times and and whatever it's just i think just the way they did it you just kind of didn't see it coming so they really pulled then they show the picture of like kate and kevin um with randall um in the Mm. house and you're you know you're if you weren't certain, now you really got it. Like they're giving oh, yeah, you they lots were... of lots of pieces of evidence. There was um, at the end when when Randall finds his biological father and invites him back to his home. His father reveals to him that he is dying, um, and he's obviously very poor. He's living in like a, looks like basically a condemned building or something or an old church. I don't know what. So at the end, you see that he's. He's clearly invited him at least to stay the night in their guest room. His wife brings in some clean sheets and towels or whatever, or blankets and towels. And I noticed on the guest room wall there was a poster of, a signed poster of The Manny. Oh. The sitcom that Kevin is in called The Manny, which is, you know, he's basically this shirtless, you know, because he's, he's another one who's like easy on the eyes, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and so, you know, they've like, why else would they have an autographed poster of the Manny in their house? I didn't house? even see the poster. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so the, the, the you, you brought it up a couple of times, uh, the writing, and I noticed right before we, we started this, I, when I pulled it up, pulled the show up on Hulu, um, there the little blurb about it on Hulu said, I, I didn't know this, but the writer slash director of the movie, Crazy Stupid Love did this show, like created this mm. show. I don't have you seen that movie, Crazy Stupid Love. It's got Ryan, that? Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and um, Kevin Bacon. There's another um, Josh Groban. Um, uh, there's another female character I can't think. Oh, Julianne Moore. Yes. Um, 
And no, I don't think I've seen this movie. Well, it, it's a really cute movie, and we should watch it sometime. It's uh, We will not talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> we'll just watch it for entertainment's sake. But I saw a lot of parallels in that writing-wise. Um, everyone, and I, I, I'm torn on whether or not this bothered me. I felt like the the, the writing... Like, everyone had a good delivery and a good back and forth. Like, the actors really delivered the lines. But everyone, I felt like, had the same witty, clever voice. Everyone was just kind of like, hey, I'm talking, 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 and funny, you know? And, like, and every, almost everyone, except for Mandy Moore, who was delivering triplets, had, if you go back and watch it, Everyone had a big speech. Everyone had like or some impassioned something or other. Um, Jack, Jack in did. the delivery room, uh, the doctor at um, many times throughout as he was trying to you know ease and comfort this nervous expectant couple, and then at the end when he gives his own story, um, you know Kate on the bathroom floor as she's struggling with her her weight and her diet. Uh, Kevin, as he has his uh, onset meltdown. Um, Randall, as he's um, letting his biological father have it. Everyone, like, had something. Like, everyone had a speech or everyone had a... It was just kind of funny to me, if you notice. Like, everyone just kind of had, like... It's it's like, okay, I'm going to give everyone some really strong dialogue in this episode. Yeah. And And... And on the flip side, of that I mean, I will I will give credit where credits due in that I felt like everyone had a good share of the episode. Like there was equal time to, given to everyone. No one felt like I didn't feel like oh well we didn't really get to know that character. We'll probably get to know them in an, a later episode. And I I think that's why I liked it so much. And you're right. Each character kind of had their opportunity to. I just felt that sometimes it was overwritten. Just they, 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 I think they needed to pull back just a smidge. Okay. But that's. Just I me. didn't really mind it because, I, kind of like what you said, we had the opportunity to get to know all of the characters. Not maybe we'll know more about him or her later, and I think it's it's that. It's sometimes that quality that causes me to like a show. I hate when I walk away and I'm like, well, what about that one person? Kind of seemed interesting, but then we never saw her again or whatever. And and so right now we have like, what, five solid main characters. Mm-hmm. And, and all of them, I, I don't look at them and say, well, this one's better, more the real star, like, they're, I think they're all... Well, they're all going to be an equal part. Right. And they all and have an equal stake in the show because it's the story of a family in the past and the present, which also begs the question, are we going to see older Jack and Rebecca? I actually thought of that, too. Like, the show was ending, and I thought to myself, in one or ten or twenty episodes, are we going 
to see and just out of curiosity like who's going to play those parts and what are they going to look like and I was trying to I wonder if that's something that they're saving because I was trying to thinking back on the episode trying to think if there were any clues about like oh hey I talked to mom or dad called or dad sent me an email or dad's coming to visit for our birthday well, Kate or Kate did know. say a couple times remember how dad used to say she said it earlier in the show, Dad mm. used to say, and then she said it later in the show, right at that, oh my goodness, moment where mm -hmm. we were kind of like realizing exactly what was happening, um, which does not indicate whether Dad, Jack, is alive or dead yeah. at that point. Dads have sayings all the time that right. people you right. know, recount. That's the only even like mention yeah. of them yeah. in, in the you know present day, if you will, that I even picked up on. So we, we we don't know yet, mm -hmm. yeah. but I I would certainly be curious to see. So will you want to follow this show? I do. This is probably my favorite of what we've done so far. To be honest with you, um, I I really like it, and um, you know, we only have to watch nine more episodes to get current on this show. <laughs> That's like nothing. So I know what we're doing this weekend. Well, I was um, going to say, we, we might have to hurry because, um, you know, a lot of times uh, streaming services like Hulu or on-demand services uh, will start cutting, like well, they'll start dropping the early episodes. Well, so, especially Hulu. That's why I... Yeah, so we're probably lucky that yeah. this was still on. But it could be that because it, it has really seemed to, you know, have a nice following mm -hmm. that maybe they're willing to keep it on a little longer so people can, you know, people like us, people that are Johnny come lately can catch up on it. Well, and, and just one last thing about, you said like maybe these characters are a little bit overwritten and I, you know, I think that, um, I think I'm in general, I'm not as tough on, shows and, and things as, as you are. Mm -hmm. um, but secondly, I think this is perfectly acceptable. Do you remember it was in the very beginning of the show and Kate said, um, I think it was when she met Toby, who's a gentleman that she went on a date with. I think it was then. She said, I'm 36, I'm deep in the threes. So it wasn't just a coincidence they're the same mm -hmm. age. It wasn't just, I think, it wasn't just overwriting that Kevin was frustrated because he was on a cheesy show and he wanted to do more serious acting and Kate was struggling with her weight and Randall was struggling with his biological father and, and all of these things. I think it's... You know, and not every person is it when you hit 36, you have a breakdown or whatever. But somewhere in there, you kind of, you know, get to that point where, like, you start thinking about what your what your life has has meant and what you've done and what you've mm -hmm. accomplished and what you want to do. And and like she's when she said, I'm deep in the threes, I, I kind of was thought to myself, like, yeah, yeah, like I. I remember, you know, the, you you get so far and you kind of go, wait, how did I get to this point? Yeah. How did how did life 
take me down this crazy path and mm-hmm. and whatever and i i just think they're they're all kind of like questioning where they're at with some things you know and and that's where those those you know those scenes where they kind yeah. of like were you think were overwritten yeah. or, or well, whatever but let me okay well let me let me let me qualify that or let me let me restate i don't i guess i don't have a problem with each of them having their own big moment. Maybe I have a problem with it all happening in one episode. Maybe they should have okay. spaced it out a little bit, maybe over two episodes, where it just, it, I felt like it was just a little, everything just, you know, like, all so jam-packed into this one episode. Um, so maybe that was, you know, maybe that was it. Okay. And, and again, not that it was poorly written, but, like I said, after a while, everyone just sounded like they had the same voice. Yes, I know, this is just, it's the pilot episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, things might change, maybe, you know, personality, more personality will develop in some of these characters, and they won't all sound so cookie-cutter to me. So, I guess we'll just have to find out. Well, I think that's... I think we both enjoyed the show, but, mm-hmm. you know, we just have a one thing that we kind of differ on um i don't i don't mind that they all had their big moments in the first show in Mm. fact i kind of liked it that way because i feel a a connection to all of them not just some of them Mm -hmm. which makes me want to know about more about all of them yeah you know so i do want to watch the rest of the series so and one (laughs) one quick quick thing um, and with a little bit of irony here, so I, I realized I was looking on the IMDb page for this show, and Kevin, um, the kind of hunky actor, he's played by an actor named Justin Hartley. Justin Hartley played Green Arrow on Smallville, which was kind of a cheesy show. So it was like kind of it was it was kind of ironic that he's this actor on a cheesy sitcom who wants to be more, <laughs> who wants to do more, and he played, years ago, a comic book character on a cheesy action show, and he probably wanted to be more then, and mm-hmm. now he is. Now he's... It's very meta. It's like he's yeah, an actor life imitates playing art. an actor wanting to be a better actor. Art imitates life. Either way. Or both, yeah. <laughs> if they, if both work. They, yeah, they both work. Yeah, it is kind of meta. So, okay, well, so I think we both agree that we would probably, that we will continue watching this. Yes. And we both enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess, is there anything else? Um, I don't, I don't think. I mean, kind of, the only other thing, like I said, how cute it was, these three babies and their little onesies. Did you notice what the onesies said? The big three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in whatever year this is supposed to be, 79, 80, I guess 80, at that point the Steelers had won three Super Bowls, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. And when you're from Pittsburgh, yeah, I don't know, just that connection. Right. I just thought the little baby onesies were so cute. And it will be interesting to see, again, as Pittsburghers, to see if they actually... Like, I, I don't know, was any of this show filmed in Pittsburgh? 
Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. And, and the one think... thing, we like we said a couple times, we still don't know if all these characters are even in the same town. It definitely appears that Kate and Kevin, I, I'm guessing, are in, like, L.A. I assume they were out west, You know, yes. he's filming a sitcom. They're, they're you know, he's going to be either in L.A. or New York. But the, the scenery that I saw did kind of indicate California. So I think they're in they're in L.A. But I'm not really certain about anyone else. So they, uh, Rebecca and um, Jack, they could be in Pittsburgh. Maybe they're, mm-hmm. they transplanted themselves somewhere else, and, and we'll learn that later. But Randall, there were some scenes where he was in his office, and he definitely is in a, a big city. That could have been L.A., but at the same time, it could have been New York. Yeah, when there was one, at one point, it was very rainy. There was... When they when, went when, to the soccer field? No, when he went to confront his father. That's true. It was rainy. I kind of thought it might have been like a New York or Chicago, something like that. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Chicago. I don't know why. Okay. Um, oh, and w- one final thing, and I think this is probably all I have. When uh, Kate meets, she she she's going to this like a uh, like support group for. Mm-hmm overeaters or people trying to manage their weight and she meets Toby. Was that his name? Yeah. Toby, who very charming and you know they kind of hit it off and they he's kind of funny. They have the same funny. kind of humor. Yeah, it's just kind of like pull no punches. I mean they're not jerks or anything, but they're just like they just kind of tell it like it is. And they meet at this meeting or you know they <clears throat> they go out on a date. They go back to her place. They kind of they're really hitting it off, and I'm thinking, why does this seem so familiar? This whole uh, mechanism, and then I realize this is the this is how Mike and Molly started. Oh, really? Mike and Molly, the sitcom with Melissa McCarthy and um, uh, I can't believe I'm um, gonna forget his name because he's from here. Yeah. Um, how awful! I can't think of yeah, him either. Um, but well, I've seen meet. episodes of that show, but I never, I didn't follow it, so I didn't know that about the, that show. Yeah, the characters Mike and Molly meet at a um, meet at a like a uh, Weight Watchers meeting. Hold on, I'm gonna find this because I, I have to know his name. Yeah, and he's not just from Pittsburgh; he's Billy from Gardell. right up the road. <laughs> he's literally from Swissvale. Bill Gar- Billy Gardell. Sorry, Billy. Yeah, they they meet at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Huh. And kind of interesting. I mean, almost like exactly how it, you know, Yeah. how that happened. So, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> but Yeah. I, but I but they were and, and and they were a cute couple, you know. They I I hope there's something in store for them. Kate and Toby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Toby starts taking selfies with Kevin. And yeah, that was funny. Can you take your shirt off for the next one? <laughs> that was that was pretty good. There, and you know, there was the 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 humor was subtle, but it was solid. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, not like laugh out loud, but it was it was clever, and it, you know, it kind of it 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 lightened the mood when it was supposed to. You know, it was it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So overall. I would say thumbs up from me, mm-hmm. and um, like I said before, quite 
possibly my favorite of the 11 that we've done. I mean, yeah, I've said before I liked it and I want to watch more of this, but mm-hmm. really, really, I want to watch more of this. I want to get current and follow it. Okay. Well, it's still early in the day, in the evening. We could watch another episode, so we'll see. <laughs> but that's for our other podcast called Second Episode. <laughs> no, just kidding. That does not exist. That would be a terrible podcast. Yes. Okay. Well, I guess that's about it. About wraps it up for this episode of the Pilot Season podcast. This has been episode 11. And I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And we will see you next time.